I'm Matt Knotts. And I'm Chris Lindstrom. And we are the co-founders of the Lunchador Podcast Network, your home for amazing and wide-ranging podcasts in Rochester. With shows like Anomaly Presents, Behind the Glass, the Level Up Coffee Podcast, Punches and Popcorn, Just Can't Not, and of course, Food About Town, we celebrate the people, places, and things that make Rochester a fantastic place to live. We have more shows joining the network soon and offer remote and in-person recordings and video too. We're excited to bring distinct and diverse voices together on one network. Follow Lunchador on social media to catch new episodes as soon as they release and stay tuned for exciting news about new shows and how to support them. Lunchador, Lunchador, celebrating Rochester's Rochester's creativity through the magic of podcasting. Good morning. Happy Super Bowl Sunday. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Welcome to the Lunchador Podcast Network. It's our second show on the network. We have uh, a lot of good stuff coming up. I, I'm just booking interviews left and right here. Today, obviously, Jay Speranza of Tony D's fame. Jay, who I have been on the record for a very long time. If we have a draft right here, right now, me versus you, versus him versus her, and we all draft chefs around Rochester, my number one draft pick, it's Jay Speranza. I've said it for a long time. I stick with it. It's my first love. I love me some Jay Speranza food, Tony D's, and Cote Deletta. You'll hear all about it here coming up in the next uh, uh, hour or so. Wonderful talking to him. Interview gets a little tough at one point. Um, you know, we talked about, obviously, you know how I do my interviews, right? It's chronological order from when you were a kid to today. And uh, there's a point in there where he suffers some tragedy. Um, his partners, Tony D, um, uh uh, Chris, uh, they, they both pass away within a few months of each other. It was really hard to bring up. It was really hard for Jay to talk about. There's going to be some time also when you hear some some just little moments of silence, not long because I'm a terrible broadcaster. I should have let the silence breathe a little bit more. But um, at a couple points where Jay in this interview is talking about uh, the, the, you know, kind of what happened after the, the tragedies struck, You'll hear some just a couple seconds here and there of silence, and that's him sort of gathering himself. He was visually a little shook. I felt sort of terrible bringing it up. I thought it was really interesting to hear him talk about it because I had not really ever heard him talk about it. He doesn't owe us talking about it, though, and I'm conscious of that as well. He doesn't owe it to anybody to talk about it. He did a little in this interview, and I think it's it's quite fascinating. It's also terrible. It's just a, It's just terrible what happened and if you don't know um google it because i'm not going to go into it myself because frankly i don't want to but it's only a small part of the interview um it's a little uncomfortable but you know what it's it's life it's raw it's human emotion other than that the rest is upbeat it's great jay is the man he is just so damn talented and so damn great and i'm happy to have him on he ended up sending me home with some pizza shells like some par baked pizza shells so i i think i know what i'm having for dinner tonight you know um and yeah all good but i mentioned i've been booking interviews i have um nate from nate's nuts coming up and he has built himself a hell of a little business and i'm excited i'm gonna go see his plant he just moved into the city and he's doing roasted nuts on a uh decent size scale not 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 super large scale but kind of like maybe craft cannery size you know he's uh he's gonna be great to talk to i also want to i I don't know if this will be next week or when this will happen but i also have somebody else i want to talk to named julia resto and that may not ring a bell but she started a business called fat girl foods 
Um, I've seen her around. I, saw, I know I saw her at Food Link Festival of Food. She's done some other events. Um, she has one hell of a story. I mean, overcoming adversity. I, I, I don't think I've ever heard, you know, somebody that kind of strikes me as having overcome a lot of adversity was Shana Sidoti, who founded Effortlessly Healthy, who I haven't had on this show for years and years and years, but she was on here years ago. And she had a moment in time where she uh, was homeless. She also had a, a moment in time where she was she had bought her first food truck with every penny she had to her name and basically got ripped off and had a hell of a story. Shana did. And, and we'll get her back on here one day. But Julia has what I would actually say is an even tougher story than that, uh, a, a really difficult story that includes loss and abuse and, um, and just a lot. She's overcome a lot to get to where she is with Fat Girl Foods, and I'm excited to talk to her and for you to hear her story because it is uh, a truly a special story, really, really special. So um, anyway, without further ado, please enjoy Jay Speranza. On the record, you know I've been on the record for a long time. By the way, we're recording right now, Tim. And you got to hold the mic right up in there. Oh yeah, buddy. I, you know I'm on like the record. Tom Jones. Yeah. <laughs> you know I'm on the record from years ago on the radio. They gave me this freaking hour on Saturdays called the Wham Food and Wine Show. And on my very first Saturday show I ever had, plus on Brother Wee's show for years, I always said Jay Speranza, not only my favorite chef in Rochester, I say he's the best chef in Rochester. That's, this is an honor. Well, it's it's great to be with you and. You know, those are very kind words. Obviously, Rochester is very lucky to have the great food scene we have, and there are a number of tremendous chefs and restaurants and eateries and bars all throughout the uh, city and county. Yeah. Well, so, very nice you? to hear those words from you. Oh, you know I love it. I mean, I, when my parents come to town from Ohio, we always come to Tony yeah. D's, right? It's always nice to see them. What? what uh, who do you look up to? I mean, when you, you look at, just specifically to Rochester, who do you look at and go, that's a great chef? And is well, there anyone I, that makes you say, I wish I could be more like so-and-so? Well, let's start there. I, I think yeah. there are certain aspects, you know, you see wherever you go when you go out. You might say, gosh, I wish I thought of that, or wow, this is really delicious, or things like that. But to be honest with you, mostly it's just appreciation. You know, yeah. I mostly just really try to be present in there and appreciate what they're doing, what they're offering, and trying to enjoy myself, you know, like anybody else does when yeah. they go out to dinner. Are you able to turn off the, the business owner side of your head and just be a guest uh, at a restaurant? I mean, listen, you're always kind of scanning. Yeah. You know, you're always kind of scanning the room a little bit, and you're thinking, oh, geez, you know, that server should have done this, or, yeah. oh, I wish somebody picked that napkin up, you know, just things yeah. like that, that just kind of naturally pop into your head. 
as it would if I were here, you know? Yeah. But, you know, you don't get up and actually do it because it would be awkward, yeah. <laughs> to put it mildly. That's right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's, um, you know, I go to a lot of places. And, I mean, we just, the other night, I went with Mark Cuplo, who's, I think, oh, a yeah. guy posting a beacon oh, yeah. for anybody he, who has anything to do with cooking in this town. Um, he's going to text me right now and go, I thought I was your favorite <laughs> That's show. right. That's I right. say the same shit to him. No, sure I'm just kidding. Do. I'm of just kidding. You do. I'm just kidding. Hey, I get it. <laughs> I think a lot of guys, a lot of guys deserve uh, that kind of accolade. Um, Boy, YouTube, imagine how afraid the kitchen staff is when you two sit down, come in and sit down I at their restaurant. I don't think so. We're very easy. Well, sometimes we'll go out as like a six stop and we'll bring Tim Cachette and Janine from Abino, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, and I, I don't, I mean, we're, we're not that way. We're there to have a nice time and we're there to enjoy everything. Yeah, I would be shitting my pants but if I owned a restaurant <laughs> and you guys came in. Nah, we're easy. We just come in, we order everything on the menu yep. and, you know. Look askance at things. No, we don't. We were very, you know, very easy, and we're, you know, we know everybody too. We're very yeah. appreciative, and honestly, when we go out, there's really nothing to complain about. Most of these places have things on lockdown. True. You know, you go to Red; it's fucking fantastic. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's not going to be anything to get, yeah. you know, to look askance at. If anything, you go, wow, that's really great. That's terrific. Where you're, you know, wow, the level of service is something else. You know, and you, you just appreciate it. And um, we well, hit the nail on the head when you said you order everything on the menu. Um, I've had the pleasure a small handful of times in my life to be out to dinner with some chefs. Yeah. And what I love about chefs is that they will not order. They'll just order it all. Yeah. Just and then they just all share it, it all. however you want. And everybody tries everything. Yeah, yeah. Getting back to the original story. We went to a place um, that just opened. A friend of mine opened on um, Atlantic. It was the old Jack Ryan's called Jack's Extra Fancy. Oh, now. yeah. I've heard about it. Yep, yep. And we, you know, it's elevated bar food. With, you know, when I say elevated, really elevated. You know, some of the things they do there are totally restaurant menu items. And there's a young lady over there named Kelly McDonald. And she's put together a great small crew of uh, really devoted cooks who really do a great job. And Mark and, uh, and Laura and Cindy and I sat there and... Loved everything. When's the last time you, you had just terrible food? Like, when's um, the last time you just had, like, Subway or something? Or, like, well, Wendy's? I, I don't... <laughs> I, you know, honest to God, I couldn't even tell you. No? I couldn't even tell you. I, I mean, I really... What about, like, a frozen pizza I think, you know, I want to say maybe three or four years ago, okay. driving to see my daughter, either yeah. coming back from Philadelphia, we may have stopped at, like, gotten an Egg McMuffin. Yeah, yeah. Which I think yeah. is probably the high point of fast food. I mean, you know, I, I never hated it. It's a real egg on the Egg McMuffin, yeah, I think. It's eggish, yeah. you know. It's, it's egg-like. It's true, it's true. So that wasn't so bad. But, I mean, I really don't go to places like that. There's so many other places that interest me more. And what's important to me, too, is that they're independently owned, often by people I know. So mm-hmm. I'd much rather, yes. even if it's only a $7 sandwich, or I'd rather throw that money and keep it here with people we know in our community yes um and i know that these places are individually owned by people in the community but they just don't appeal to me that much i I can tell you i've had a bite of a chick-fil-a one time yeah and i'm not about to shit all over chick-fil-a i'm just saying you know it didn't inspire me to say oh i gotta go get one of those yeah you know so i just don't I think I, it's I just don't go. You know, I, I just don't do it. I, I never find myself thinking, oh, man, do I need a Whopper? No. Yeah, you know, it doesn't happen. Because I know some, I, well, I can make my own Whopper. I could go somewhere and get a better burger 
this burger at Jack's extra fancy. By the way, I know I'm blowing the place, but yeah, it was it's really good. Oh my! Buddy. Can I ask you a burger question Dynamite. before we get? I want to get into your life in a moment, but okay. like, can well, I ask you a burger? A lot of my question? life is thinking about burgers. I was, I was, I spent like two summers ago. It might have been like the summer of COVID, right? Where I was just like, you were all cooking at home, right? Restaurants weren't really a thing, which we'll get mm-hmm. to, of course. And uh, and I just decided, like, okay, I'm gonna try, you know. And I tried everything to make it a burger. I was putting all kinds of shit in my burgers. I was basically making meatballs. And then I was just reading some guy's blog, and he owns a food truck in L.A. And he was like, just take 80-20 beef, press it down, put it on a grill, flip it, call it. And I did, and it's freaking juicy as hell. It's perfect. Listen, it all works. Now, if you want to get into, I mean, if you want to get into, well, you have to have the shoulder clod with the short rib, and you have to have the brisket. You know, those things are all great, but a nice 80-20 yeah, just grocery just season store. correctly, either on a flat top or a grill. You know, I, I love them on flat tops. I love them smashed down hard with a nice, and you can note, I don't know if the microphone picked that up. I'm yeah. actually yeah, smashing yeah. a table Smash. to make my point. Yeah. Um, you know, that's perfect. It's yeah. delicious. And, and did you see, did you see nice that movie? Bun, uh, some American cheese. You know, that's a processed food I eat. The yellow American cheese on 80-20 ground beef is fantastic. I'm not, I, I'm, not, I'm not against the yellow, but I'll tell you what the best is. The best American cheese is called Cooper Sharp, in my opinion. Okay, all right. I enjoy it very much. Can I get that at the grocery store? Is that uh, Maybe. Okay. Maybe. It's certainly, I think you got to do a Wegmans. Okay, sure. But I think so. If not, you can call me. I get it delivered. Okay. Yeah. Where where did you actually grow up? Oh, I grew up well. I grew up. I mean, how far back do you want to go? Let's there go. Yeah, where were you born? Where was Little Jay? I was born in Albany. Okay. Uh, my father met my mother there. He was, he was in law school, and I was born in Albany. Then we moved back to Rochester, and I spent the first few years of my life in Arondequoit in an apartment complex that's still there, across from St. Josephat's Church called Georgetown, and um, I want to say. When I was about six, maybe seven, we moved to Brighton. And again, we just moved maybe two miles away, but I changed school systems and was in Pittsburgh starting, I would say, at the age of 13. So eighth grade, maybe, maybe 12 or 13, eighth or ninth grade. And what was food culture like at home? It was pretty good. Yeah? Yeah, it was pretty good. My mother is an excellent cook, and my father's mother is often my grandmother, Lucy. We'd often end up at uh, my grandparents' house in Rondequoit on Sundays for... Yeah. And it was, you know, everything, everybody fetishizes yeah. and has become such a thing it as uh, the sopranification of America kind of just taking place. All right, in the some last of us make a living months. off of this, uh, you know. <laughs> the, the, I, oh, I do too. I mean, but yeah. you, you make our sauce for us. Yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah. I love it, you know, but it yeah. was it was all that. It was soup to nuts. I had the same thing. I Literally, loved it. Yeah. Soup yeah. to nuts and three different cakes. And did you take a, a big interest in what was going on in the kitchen at a young age? Yeah, you know, on Saturdays when my grandmother would start some of the stuff, because I often stayed there. My parents go out on Saturday nights. I was only, I still am an only child, and I would go over there. You know, I'd spend the night over there, Mm -hmm. um, and she would start the process. I would go to Rubino's with her, Mm -hmm. still Mm -hmm. buying sausage from Rubino's. Mm -hmm. I would go to Rubino's with her, and um, there was a grocery store. I don't know what it is now. I don't go to, other than Rubino's and Pastaville, I don't really go to Ridge Road that much. Um, but it was called Park Edge Grocery. Okay. And it was in a little plaza just past Rubino's. And um, that was one of her stops. That was one of her stops. Yep. And then there was a Wegmans over on Titus. Yep. So we'd hit those three stores. And then, you know, she, we'd have dinner on Saturday night, and she'd start some of the stuff. She would make the macaroni. She would, it, it, like I said, it was 
the whole shebang. It yeah. could be 92 degrees out. We're sitting at a picnic table. We're eating soup. When you know. do you catch the bug, though, of I'm going to do this? I mean, like, if I talked to you when you were 18, what would you have said you were going to be when you grew up? I didn't fucking know, yeah. you know, and yeah. I kind of floundered around. I mean, obviously, the obvious answer at that point was to go to law school. You know, my father's been mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. pretty well-recognized, notable lawyer for a long time. Yep. And that would have been the idea. I was not a very diligent student. I I wanted to do what I wanted to do and I wanted to do it when I wanted to do it and a lot of what I wanted to do didn't center around somebody else's time schedule mm-hmm. you know I was too cool you know I was real you know yeah um, yeah I'll read the book you know but <laughs> when I feel like it and when I'm really high you know yeah I, yeah <laughs> I gotta show up for your bogus test man yeah. you know <laughs> so <Yep. laughs> that kind of thing and um you know I really didn't know and then we start traveling through the country. The lady who later became my wife, the mother of the three, my mother of my three children, and you know, to make ends meet, we had to start working. Mm-hmm. You, you know, we had a little money saved. We took off, and it was real. Started out as a real adventure, and quickly turned into a, you know, mm-hmm. sharing a bag of Doritos for all three meals, and mm-hmm. you know, jumping in like the. Best Western swimming pool at four in the morning to try and get clean a little. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sleeping, so sleeping in the back seat. You so know. you had some true yeah. honest got tough times early. Yeah, on. No, they weren't yeah. tough. It was just you know we were we enjoyed it. You're young we and we thought broke. it was great. You yeah. know, but yeah. we were yeah we were young and you know had to make ends meet eventually. What um, were you doing for a job at that time? Not that I mean you know my poor parents were sending money to all the what, what the hell was the name of the Western Union yeah. all the Western Union offices uh, <laughs> yeah. during stops and then. I would get jobs in various little restaurants and sandwich shops. We went to New Orleans. We still had money, a little money left at that point. We went to New Orleans for Mardi Gras and ended up staying for like four or five weeks and had to start <laughs> working and, you know, kind of. What a life. Oh, yeah, we'll so, just stay here yeah, for a month. You know, we were, <laughs> I, I'm glad I did it. You yeah, know. it's exciting. I don't know I'd recommend it for everybody, but yeah, it was exciting when you're 18. Yeah. It's, you know, 55. I don't know if I love the idea of sleeping <laughs> in the back of a Crown Victoria, but it was it was pretty fun. So we did that, and I started picking up some restaurant work. Then when I came, we came moved back to Rochester, and, um, God, I was still probably only 19 at this point, 18, 19. And I started working at um, Aladdin's, which had a little outpost on Park Avenue in the space that now has Vern's, you know, whatever part of the Swan Empire mm-hmm. is there on uh, Park Avenue, you know, Vern's, Dorado, mm-hmm. was in one of those two. And I just started doing that, and I was kind of half-assed, still going to school, going to Fisher, then to Nazareth, take, you know, still kind of toying, toying with the idea. Can I just ask you, though, even at that time, like, are you, you're back, you're working in the kitchen, are you loving it, or is it just a Oh, job? it was great. You were loving yeah, it. Yeah, I okay. loved it. Yeah. I loved it. And then, you know, fast forward a couple of years of kind of, you know, we started to have some kids and it was time to do something. And I took a shot and I got into Water Street Grill, started as a garmage and that opened my eyes. I mean, that changed everything. What does that mean? Does it mean like you put the garnishes on right before it goes well, out? No, it basically, it was a salad station. Oh, salad. Okay. So Sorry. salads, I don't opening know oysters and that yeah. kind of thing. And... Um, worked my way around there and that really kind of that was the impetus to think oh this could be not only fun exciting and but the, you know this was really something i mean you know tony Glacy at that time 
was doing things you know very few other people were doing mm-hmm. right i mean before there was the the overused phrase farm to table tony was farm to table he was already doing it yeah i i had never seen you know striped tomatoes you know we had these farmers coming in who we still use full moon farms they had, he had these people coming in with this you know produce and things like that that i'd never seen i'd never really been exposed to elk or venison wild boar mm-hmm. you know and I, that that was if anything really made me say you know what let's stop messing around and making pretend this is it you fell in love yeah, there that, yeah i fell in love yeah i fell in love and, and for lack of a better term it was in my veins and that you was, became addicted there was no yeah. plan b after that right 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 we've been monkeying around with well, maybe this, maybe that. I, I could still go to law school. Yeah. You know, and it was like, well, what, what are you doing? It's, yeah. You don't have to. This, You could do something like this. And to this day, I still love the sound of the plates, the dish guys cleaning the plates and, you know, the um, uh, just the, not chaos, but the, the buzz of everything going on, you know, yeah. servers passing each other and everybody moving, the hostess running around, they're clearing tables and we're in the kitchen and we're cooking and I love it. Wait, can I ask I, you I so fell in love with there and I still love it. I worked in restaurants in college, red, you know, Red Lobster, yes, like nothing, yeah. nothing great, but, but um, what you're describing right now, being in the weeds on yeah. a Saturday night with chaos there's nothing better there's something addicting about that there's nothing better yes you know and I've often always thought that that's what leads to a lot of the you know I mean this industry has a reputation for substance abuse issues Mm because it's very hard and I I would imagine you know much like being a touring comedian or musician who tend to fall into the same types of issues it's hard to find that feeling it's hard to let it go and it's hard to to find it again it's hard to come down it's hard to come down you know yeah it's hard to use 370 covers well that's why you can't go home right away yeah you know yeah yeah Yeah. and hang out and then you Uh know for most people it turns out okay but some people you see really kind of fall into patterns that become issues so you were working under Tony Galassi at that time. What was he like to work under when you are an up-and-coming talent? I was extremely intimidated, and I don't think uh, myself or he thought of me as an up-and-coming talent <laughs> at that time. I, I can assure you of that. And how was it? It was intimidating as hell. Was you know? he Gordon Ramsay tough? Oh, or was he, he? Well, I mean, he wasn't. That, yeah, Tony was, it was going to be the way Tony wanted it to be, and, yeah. and that was going to be. It was like a little pirate you know he's like a little buccaneer back then you know he's, i mean he's such a statesman now you know and he, but he was you know he had the full beard and he wearing the high tops and the chef hat and he cutting fish with a fucking machete you know and it was just like it was just amazing to watch was it know? the stereotypical you know yes chef like type um, thing or uh, yeah i mean you know you you definitely wanted you definitely didn't want to disagree but he wasn't a tyrant yeah you yeah. know he said i don't want to paint him a certain way he was he's a, he's a great guy now he's a great guy then could you ask him a question just a general if you saw him doing something you wanted you to pick you wanted to make sure it was the right time okay but yes uh, going back to that yeah you're there in the morning he's like cutting the fish or butchering something and you're kind of watching it and you say hey can i ask you a question yeah he's more than cool more than helpful and you know that's one of his greatest strengths i think is that you know one way or another he inspired a bunch of people who later went on to do their own thing yeah right yeah and um that's that's a gift and a talent 
Yeah, so and can you name actually? So because a bunch oh, of you I mean, came from there. A bunch of them. I mean, who, who all came out of there? It be so long ago, Paulie, and uh, yeah. I'm getting so old. Uh, <laughs> it was like an all-star team of future well, chefs. Well, I though. mean, there were a lot of people who went through. Yeah, I mean, Mark worked there. Yep. And we mentioned Cupolo. I mean, those two guys are really the guys at that point. You know, Jerry Verasi was doing great things, but mm-hmm. um, those two guys for me were the guys I really gravitated were you, towards were you there at the same time as jerry and mark no jerry wasn't with, okay. with tony jerry but jerry was doing his own thing okay. i think at the rio and then obviously two vine was yep uh uh phenomenon but you were there with mark did you work i think we i don't think we okay crossed okay all right i think he was there then i got he left i think he'd opened up victor grilling or okay. i don't really know but we never actually worked together but um so do, when does it occur to you that you may actually own a restaurant one day um, is that starting to happen yet at that point uh, not yet, but you know, I, I I was starting to put the pieces together. Yeah, you know, what and comes after that? Place? What comes after that? What comes after that is Park Fifty Four, okay. which was a great restaurant that was opened by a good friend of mine who I also met at um, Water Street, mm-hmm. uh, Don Murphy, who still is selling liquor a little bit and enjoying life mm-hmm. a lot of bit, and he's still a very dear friend of mine. And he opened, him and Pamela, his significant other, uh, opened that. And that was, uh, you know, a lot of fun, great time. Had a nice run over there. And then there were some, you know, kind of some, after that, we closed that down around 2003, I think. Mm-hmm. Pardon me, water break. Water um, out of the out of the plastic out of the container. out of the core container. Yes, yes which is you have to. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I am what I am. Um, so after that, there were a few years of just kind of bumping around and catering, and um, there were some other things, but you know, just kind of yeah, working. I was a working chef. I was getting paid. I was yeah doing what I had to do. And there. But I was going through some stuff. And, and does that eventually bridge to Tony D's? That, yeah. We'll, okay. we'll skip over some shit and go right to Tony D's. Okay. So and how does how does Tony D's come to be at the beginning? At the beginning, Tony D's is intended to be... So I meet Tony. This is what a small world this is and what a full circle yeah. city this is. I meet Tony and Chris. I knew who they were. You know, they would come into Park 54 and stuff and I... What am I doing? Doing something wrong? No, no, I'm just looking at you. No, you're good. Oh, okay. I, every once in a while, I'm going to look at the little recorder thing. Oh, okay, I thought uh, I was And there's like a couple things happening. Too close one, or blowing the meter up or something. For one, I'm looking at the volumes. But the number two thing, I'm look, just looking, I'm always just a little paranoid that it stops recording. Ah, understood. I, in, I've been, I was in radio for 15 years, and it's been four years. Now, so I'm 19 years in now. Two times in 19 years, I've had like a major problem where just it just stops. cuts out, and that's it. And I am paranoid to this day every Understood. single time well i still wake up thinking i left an oven on so yes, yes it's that yeah, i wake thing. up at four in the morning like hmm, you know and sometimes i'll actually come back about you know it just gets in your head and you're like oh yes. god i don't want to go back yeah go back so, i'm anywhere. sorry don't let me distract that's you but okay. i will occasionally that's look okay that's why to make sure i wasn't too close <laughs> or all garbled um so then okay so frank and Berger introduces me to tony and chris and Frank and Berger, by the way, owns the building we're sitting in. Oh, okay. So he's my landlord now Small at this restaurant. Yeah. Right. So um, I meet Tony and Chris, and they I was kind of between things, and I was maybe going to open a different restaurant with Johnny D, 
at that point, Johnny D, we won't take the time. I'm sure everybody knows him, but we'll take the time to mention Johnny owns about 8,000 bars here mm-hmm. in town. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has for a long time. Diamant- Diamantis or something like that? Uh, Diam- Diamantopoulos. Diamantopoulos. Yes, okay. he's a very good friend of mine and um, great guy. Yep. So anyway, I introduced them to them. Frank says, look, get these guys off the ground. They're going to open this little place in Cornhill. And they kind of, they've been to Florida, and there's a place called Anthony's Coal-Fired Pizza. Yeah. And they kind of want to do something like that. They want to do, you know, a couple pizzas, some wings, a salad, some sandwiches. All right, fine. You know, we'll, we'll do that. Yeah. Well, you know, 15 years, 17 years later, here, here we are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um, but that, the, let's talk about that original location. Yeah, because well, the couple- original location was very small. And it was going to be pretty much what I just told you. Frank told me it was going to be. And then I started bouncing things around a little bit. And said, well, why don't we try this? Why don't we try that? And um, trying any of it was kind of wild because it was a tiny space. What were Tony and Chris's expertise in? Because Tony was the best front of house person I've ever seen in my life. He was the best front of house person before he had a restaurant. Before he even had the venue, he was the best front of house person. I mean, there's a few people. He was super magnetic, super charismatic. And uh, every single a, person was lot. made to feel like they are his best friend. That's correct. He, I've never seen anyone have the skill the way he had that no. skill. It was just a natural ability. You, you yeah. nailed it on the head to make everybody feel like this you is my best here, friend. You're my best friend. This is my best yeah. friend. And he did that whether it was a Tony D's or whether he was out playing pool with Salingers yeah. or throwing napkins at Murphy's Law or doing whatever. I mean, Tony really was engaging and um, he just had that type of personality. Yeah. You know, so he was great, and Chris was a great guy, too. He was a little more low-key, but he was very warm, very genuine, very funny. But Just, did either one of them have any restaurant? Uh, well, Chris did. Chris, Chris owned, did. Okay. owned a couple places and a couple, um, I think at that point they owned Hooligans Okay. in Greece. Okay, he owned that with Mike Tassione. Yep, yep. And um, they owned that together, so he had that experience, and I think either not... I don't know if it was simultaneously or right after they were also opening a place in the RIT kind of plaza park that got built over there called T.C. Riley's. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that was, you know, the experience. But there wasn't a lot of, you know, like food experience. Which, I mean, there was, but there wasn't. That's you where know? you came in. That's though, where right? I came in. Yeah. Right? So but, anyway, we kind of bounced this concept around a little bit. And, well, it's do this no let's do it this way let's make garancini let's do our meatballs let's do that and at that point the kitchen was okay so where the dish area ended up was the only bathroom i mean the restaurant was tiny it was like 38 seats 40 seats something like that we had no storage there was where flight wine bar is there was an abandoned um dry cleaner it was a speedy's dry cleaner for like a year and a half because this isn't too far after that whole that whole uh complex opens right i think virtue was there if you remember the restaurant virtue yeah that was there but there had already been it had only been a i think it had only been a thing for like three or four years okay and we had an empty shell of a space and it was a real small space and um it was tiny but i just you know i had some ideas and some thoughts and we started implementing them and initiating them and you know it became a place you know the food was great and 
simple but great. And atmosphere was perfect. Atmosphere was fun. On and the Tony water. and Chris were fun. The chef's table thing, too. Right. Well, that, yeah, yeah, we did have that then. I'm trying to, because yeah. we did expand after a couple of years. Okay. Because it was so, what you mostly probably remember it mostly is post-expansion. Yeah, the, the, the what it looked like at the very right. end. Yeah. So pre-expansion, it was half that size. I didn't know that. The bar went the other way. The service door was actually the front door oh so it was a whole different so like when you come and sit at the chef counter or see me and you look down you'd see where the pizza station was and you could tell there was a salad guy tucked over there that originally was the only bathroom in the place (laughs) so you know it was i I think after the first two years we saw that we had something and the guys like well we bought they bought out the uh eyeglass store that was next to us uh called specs in the city and that's funny that's a funny name actually yeah it was pretty good name (laughs) and once again all the renovation and expansion was done uh really well and really fast by fsi construction frank and berger again so Mm -hmm. um that got done just to keep bringing everybody back into the into the circle welcome to behind the studio door where we dig into the vibrant creative landscape of rochester new york hi I'm Molly Darling, and along with my co-host Christian Rivera and our fabulous producer Chris Lindstrom, it's my pleasure to guide you through the dynamic world of our local creative professionals. Each episode offers a unique glimpse into the studios of those who enrich our Rochester community with their artistic vision. Join us as we explore the diversity and talent in Rochester, revealing the compelling narratives and creative journeys that exist just beyond the studio door. Welcome to the world of Punches and Popcorn, where we dive into the bone-breaking and kung-fu-kicking world of martial arts cinema. Join us on the path as we explore a new movie every episode, discussing the history, fighting styles, science, and more from a broad range of fight films. Everything from Bruce Lee to John claude Van Damme to John Wick. There's plenty of room in our temple of couch potato style. So listen in and subscribe to Punches and Popcorn on your favorite podcast app. What, what do you remember what in that first year or two you, you mentioned like a year or two goes by and you see you really got something what was what what just what worked what was it that just stuck um i think I, well i mean we created a fun atmosphere right and yeah. I, well, it's tony and chris and you know tony could have a make a party by himself yeah um you know we had a fun atmosphere i think the food exceeded most expectations of what people thought they were going to get when they showed up. And then we really started turning on the heat a little bit. And I mean, I'm basically working on a glorified Coleman burner, you know, <laughs> and we're fl- flinging out fillets and this and that and pork chops. And everybody's going, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> you know, this is great. You know, yeah. so that, you know, we did that and we rolled through that for a while and everything was great. And, have you uh, ever been uh, down to Florida and ordered the Anthony's coal fire? What, what's it called? Anthony's coal fire. Anthony's coal fire pizza. The Sunday sauce thing where they the whole pot comes. No, I've never had that. So I, I go, I've been there and I, but I've never had it's that. It's takeout. It's takeout. Okay. So it, it's maybe it was COVID. Now that I think about it, so um, I would go down uh, once a year. Once Wheeze went down, okay. I would go down once a year, spend a week with him, and produce from his got it uh, from his condo, um, and then in twenty twenty, then I left in twenty twenty. I left radio right. and in twenty twenty one. 
I think. I went down to visit him. Have, I hadn't seen him in two years. I just wanted to give him a proper thank you because I left radio in COVID. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have a face-to-face goodbye right. with him. Right. Plus, he was in Florida. Right. So I just didn't never had that. So I, as soon as it was sort of clear to right. fly to Fort Lauderdale, I went down. And just had dinner with him and just thanked him, right? Yeah. I just wanted that moment. And then the next, and that was like a Saturday night. And then the next day, um, I didn't fly out till like 4 p.m. or something. And they ordered from Anthony's, they ordered Sunday sauce and it came in a kettle. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And it had came with like a loaf of bread, meatballs, pasta already made. And it was basically Sunday sauce to go. And I just thought it was brilliant. Yeah, that was brilliant. <laughs> well, was brilliant. And the gentleman who owns that and also own, owns Runway. Mm. Is a pretty pretty sharp guy. I went there on my honeymoon runway. Did you? I, yeah, there yeah. Was, we we went on a cruise and we went there the night before. The next day we got on a cruise ship. I haven't been, but I heard it's all redone. <laughs> okay, all I right. heard it's beautiful, but you know, I mean, for nostalgic for nostalgic purposes, yeah, you know, I mean, because it was like a time capsule. Yeah, right. It That's was, what was kind of cool about it. Was it was really cool. Yeah, it was, it was, a it was cool like restaurant. A, yeah, it was like a time capsule. It uh-huh. was like. Uh, 1973 airport lounge it meets italian restaurant it decor. did feel like that and it was yeah. it was really cool it was really yeah. neat but so when does when does the tony d's run start what year did you guys so that was 2008 and you moved in here 2000 well i'm here now 2022 location. so 2022. Or, wait no no okay, so you guys- last year it'll be a year march 22nd okay so it's so, 2023 um so the uncomfortable part of the interview yeah. i'm sorry it's all right i get it but there's a there's a point obviously know, when I tragedy know. strikes you know, I, yes tragedy strikes and um i mean we try and open a i guess we'll go right back we decide we're going to open a restaurant in florida mm-hmm. and we can fast forward through a lot of that whatever you're comfortable doesn't go with. great yeah um and a lot of things just get turned upside down before we even get the doors open a lot a lot of things get a little messy and um, things don't go the way we anticipated. And uh, things, you know, happen. And yeah. Chris yeah. goes in March of, yeah. uh, <laughs> wow, it's been a long time, 2016. And um, we kind of try, Tony and I are trying to lick our wounds and figure things out. And put that to bed and come back home and we'll get this straightened out because that place is now um, still running great and still delicious but kind of kind of fucked up financially mm-hmm. you know and uh, we'll figure that out and then in July Tony passes away so Jesus. it was um, you know it was uh, it wasn't great, you know, it was, to, to put it mildly. Yeah. And I'm not trying to be glib at all because, you know, I think of these guys every day. I, I mean, I see yeah. it in your eyes. Your, your eyes are getting watery. And, I mean, but, you, you love these guys. These guys were yeah. you were in a real relationship yeah. with these guys. Yeah. I'm so, sorry. That's okay. I am so sorry. That's all right. Um, but anyway, you know, that all kind of falls apart. Yeah. And um, uh, the place goes into receivership. So that's kind of a mess. And is there going to be a Tony D's? Are we going to do this? There's some interest from various parties and people about, you know, keeping it alive. And I I was definitely into that. I didn't want everything to just go to hell in eight months. Yeah. You know, we spent eight years together 
really building something that we all were attached to and, and you were thought on was fire. special. You were on fire, too. Right. I mean, Florida we, beside. Uh, yeah, well, but Rochester Florida was, was a, on fire. Florida was a big hose, but yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> big hose job, but, but anyway. But you were on fire in Rochester, and there was no denying that. And so right. the one thing I just want to say to you, just while I have the opportunity, because I, I really, really respect and, and look up to you and love you. You know, you probably, because of what happened, nobody got a chance to tell you. You were also... A, a victim there right that was a hard I don't it was a really really hard thing to go through because this was your livelihood and now all of a sudden you're going what do i do next and two of your best friends yeah it was it was i you know it was i, I don't awful i appreciate what you're saying i don't i'm just not a fan you know oh, I understand. whatever happened happened it you happened, know yeah and, you so know. you got to let's go back to the professional right. side of this so the professional side you gotta of figure it is, this shit out we gotta figure out what the heck we're gonna do so there were yeah. a couple different uh, thoughts and ideas from various friends and groups of friends and what I ended up doing was um, again Mike Tassione you know these names keep coming all yeah. the same names keep yeah. popping up everyone's right? related Frank Johnny you know Mike <laughs> yeah. um, and his group he had City Grill then um, Dave Spalletta Terry Jan Greco uh, they say listen we're going to get this back going we'll try and fold it into the city brand or however we're going to do it we'll figure it out mm-hmm. and we may form a partnership and um, they get us back in business. Um, they basically formed a new entity, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and they, they come in and they go, we're going to keep you running. Yeah. We're going to get this running. We'll make it part of the city group. We'll go open the place in Vic- Victor. You know, you get a, get us going there and everything's going to be great. City Grills, Tony D's, City Tavern. And it's going to be, you know, wonderful. We'll make yeah. a, whole, a whole thing. Um, and everybody had the best intentions and... You know, but, you know, sometimes things just don't work out the way you plan them. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, I'm always going to be grateful. Yeah. Yeah, because that time, I mean, who th- right. Who knows but, what could it... They right. came through. They came through. Yeah. So, you know, the partnership doesn't exactly go the way we all envisioned. Um, and that's okay. You know, mm-hmm. things happen like that. And... I end up buying their interest out in Tony D's. So they maintain the city properties, and then I buy Tony D's. So mm-hmm. I buy Tony D's. We run out, so that's 2018. So we run out the last four years of the five-year lease over at Corn Hill, and we're getting close to the, to the mark to have to re-up. And um, again, this had nothing to do with the people who manage over there. This opportunity becomes available. The, the location we're in right here, 1290 yeah. University, yeah. becomes available, and I have a conversation with Frank and Berger, and um, <laughs> yeah. oh, he says, "Yeah, we, it's a lot of work. You're going to have to do a lot of reno. We'll figure it out. We'll we'll take care of it. We'll get you over here." And you know, I got to be honest with you. You know that you brought up COVID. I mean, we we kind of zip through a we couple did, of things. We're yeah. sticking just with Tony D's chronology. Yeah. But in the larger scheme of things, prior to that. You know, I take sole possession. Of the, I'm the sole owner, I think, in seven, 18. And when that happened, were you in like, 18. okay, free and clear, let yes. me bring my vision to life. Let's go. Yeah. And not, yeah. I mean, it always was, but it was just now, you know, when there's only one of you. It's, it's all you now. Right. So. Can I ask entrepreneurial? Were you scared at all? At uh, no, not really. You had this. Yeah. You were like, I got yeah, it. I, yeah. I wasn't worried about that yeah. end of it. I just wanted to, uh, you know. 
continue. Yeah. So we start and boom, we're back, baby. And not that we were ever away, but you know, then listen, I, I don't want to make it sound like things were messed up with Mike and those guys. Cause no. they weren't, No. but, um, you know, we're going and we're going COVID. So then we start with that. Bullshit. Can't stop with this shit. You're yeah. Right, you're right. So now it's like, I mean, you know, it was a great year and everything's great and woo and then boom and COVID. So that, you know, puts a damper on things for everybody, not just myself. How did that. you navigate those first few months of just uh, we you're didn't forced to close? Really know what the hell we were doing. Then you, you know? got to go online and apply for freaking yeah, grants and shit. I mean, oh, yeah, I. You got kids though. Your kids are probably good at that. Yeah. Well. Yeah. No, yeah. that part wasn't hard. I, I have. I have people. I got people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got a guy for that. So um, we. Uh, yeah. You know, we navigate it like everybody else navigate it with our fingers crossed and just did the best we could and tried to keep everybody busy. And that's what we did. You know, we helped where we could and did what we could to uh, try to be part of the community and, make, you know, mm-hmm. keep everybody together because it was weird. Yeah. You know, it was a weird time. I mean, in all honesty, I just kept getting up and going to work. So it was a little different for me. Yeah. Because I wasn't housebound. I wasn't Zooming. I just, and if it meant we went to work and only one other of my staff members came in and we, I said, well, you know, fuck it. Let's get some, let's order some chicken and let's get some dough and let's send some pizzas and cutlets over to the hospital. Yeah. You know, let's do this. Let's do something for the, for the. So uh, you never stayed home? Not really. That's awesome. Not really. I didn't, you know, I, I even if it meant we did takeout, right? Everybody transitioned to takeout. Once we figured out there was takeout okay or the germs going to live on the containers, you know, yeah, yeah. all this oh crazy shit. Do you, remember, do you remember wiping off my wife? Never yeah. made, but my wife would like wipe off the pizza box. <laughs> I didn't go that far. I didn't either. You know, I had to pretend um, my wife wasn't crazy. What she was doing. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the only sign. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, we just, you know, pushed through it. I mean, to be honest with you. There are some nights where we did so we would do takeout orders and I brought a ping pong table in. Mm-hmm. We moved the fucking chairs out of the dining room and we would between putting up orders to go, we'd play ping pong. We'd play ping pong, we'd play poker, it'd be like maybe three or four of us around. Get a tournament going yeah, or something. Yeah. You know, we'd have other people drop over, other restaurant people, other you know. Yeah. And you and, were also very social media savvy at that time because I remember on Facebook that you would post like the menu of here's oh, yeah. what. Yeah, here here it is. Yeah, here's yeah. what we got tonight. You know, yeah. yeah. I mean, how else were we gonna get it out? Yep. You know? Yeah. I mean word of mouth wasn't gonna be a thing. Yeah. <laughs> You know? Yeah, um, but so so did you? Were you busy with takeout? I mean, did we that did take okay off? with it? You know, we we did. Did you well, hate that as a chef? Did you hate takeout? I mean, yeah, I wasn't thrilled with it. Yeah. I mean, it kept us alive. Yeah. Um, I do think that most. You know, I, I tried to focus on things that would travel, travel well. Yeah. You know, I think most of our food does. I mean, I don't think we were offering fried calamari or anything like that because that's a little tricky at times. Yeah. <laughs> you know, especially if you got to go more than five minutes away. So, you know, we did what we had to do. Is there any trick to getting fried food to travel well? Uh, I mean, certain things fry, or fry, certain things travel better than others. Okay. You know, I mean, I think if you go get those monster mozzarella sticks at Cotaletta, you can, you can take those for a ride. They're they're going to, yeah. Yeah. They're going to be just fine. Yeah. Um, But yeah, we, we did that and we got through it and we got the PPP loans, which, you know, in retrospect, you know, well, it's hard because now we know what we know, right? We know all the fucking money went to 
oh. where all the money was going to go. Oh, my God. It went God. to the hotels. It went to cruise ships that don't even pay taxes. And yeah. Stuff. Don't and, get me started. And, and didn't New York State fall victim to, like, yeah. X amount of fraud? Oh, I don't even know yeah. the number, but yeah. it's like yeah. the amount of fraud. Oh, my God. But it kept us alive, right? We got yeah. a couple rounds of PPP. And, uh, you know, when it was time to reopen, we were ready. You know, we were still ready. We were sharp. And we came out hot. Did people show up day one? Yeah. Yeah. We came out hot. And it was going and rolling. And things were really great again. And then I said, ah, let's move. So. <laughs> and let's open Cotaleta, by the way. We didn't yes, get to that. We yeah. didn't get there yet. So yeah. we. What happens first, Cotaleta or oh, moving? Cotaleta, well, it kind of happened simultaneously. Yeah, okay. That was not so a busy kinda, time yeah, at all. So, right? so it kind of <laughs> happened simultaneously where we're doing all this. I mean, this reno was. You know, this was a complete blow up. Yeah. You know, for the most part, not this room. We're in the event space right now, but this room, not as much. I mean, there was an awful lot of work done in here, but that the main dining room was tearing down bars, ripping out fireplaces, ripping the flooring. You know, everything here, the floors are all new. Floors in here are new. It was Pomodorina or it was, was Pomodoro. Pomodoro. Pomodorina is something else. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's the Pomodoro. that's the tomatoes I like you to use when you make the sauce. <laughs> yes. Pomodoro. It was Pomodoro, right? Yes. Right, it right. was Pomodoro. And uh, at one point, maybe it had been Brio. And then it okay. was Blades again. And yeah. it was a couple different things. And, um, you know, we knew it was going to take a while. It took seven months. So I think we closed on exchange in February. On February 12th of... Of twenty, I don't know when the hell we closed, yeah, but yeah. we closed. I think it was was it twenty three? Uh, uh, yeah, was it? Yeah, uh, yeah. So it was only like a month and a half late. So we closed in February of twenty three on Exchange Boulevard. Cotaletta opens in uh, the fabulous Elmridge Center on West Ridge Road in February twenty three. Mm-hmm. So we had the kitchen staff, a lot of them over there. And being part of that opening, and at the same time, you know, everybody's champing at the bit because we closed there February, and there's like six week lag between closing, exchange, opening here. Is that an exciting time for you or a stressful time? I'm sure it's both, but you know, it wasn't really stressful. God, you. I wish I had your outlook. You are so good at not being stressed. It was super. (laughs) Yeah, it was exciting. It was active. It was busy. Yeah, it was a little bit of. You know, where am I supposed to be? What am I supposed to be doing? But, you know, that's just daily life for me. I don't consider that stressful. (laughs) Was the last day at the old joint emotional? Yeah, very. Yeah. Yeah, extremely. There were a lot of of laughs, a lot of tears. Yep. Everything that you would expect. You know, a lot of memories. Yeah. But. um, And what about first day over here? Did you uh, have kinks? Anything not work? Installed in backwards? Anything? (laughs) uh, Yeah, we had a couple. We had a a couple weeks of chasing around a... uh, an open sewer pipe somewhere in the floor, you know, so <laughs> yeah. everybody was kind enough not to mention how weird the bathroom smelled, but we, <laughs> we got that under control. Yeah. Uh, we knew. We didn't have to be told. We just yeah. took us a while because this building's huge, right? Yeah. I mean, this is like uh, this and that space combined, I think, are just under 12,000 feet. Yeah. So it's a lot of lot of space and there's a lot of floor drains to scope and try and figure out which which one was missing a cap so before i talk to you about cotaleta real quick uh just to kind of tie a bow on this place see open yes life is good life is good everything's wonderful happy yes we love this place yes it is a jewel man you built a crown jewel yeah well thank you yeah it it was uh effort of a you know a lot of people and a lot of help with some 
great friends and designers and it was uh it really I, i'm very happy with how it came out so can you take me to the light bulb moment for cotaletta cotaletta happened my f- a friend of mine uh owns elmridge center and he said listen i got these spaces i want to do something with them i want i'm trying he's up, he upgraded this jay, yeah. the wagman family jay wagman and they were really they bought the plaza and they really upgraded tremendously yeah i hadn't been out in greece in a long time that far anyway and but i've heard from people who were there that it was kind of a kind of a dead zone so it's to different speak. now than it was yeah. yeah and they poured a lot of money into it and a lot of vision and a lot of uh you know um intellectual capital into it and really have made some major upgrades and one of them was wanting you know something he said what do you think and i said well let's do something small to start and let's you know make it kind of old schooly and we'll do some sandwiches we'll you, do some grandma you never pies. thought tony d's west side that was never a N- well that would have to be a whole different spot yeah yeah you know it just and, and to be it. honest with you paul i mean i was just like let's fucking make this work yeah yeah, yeah. you know west side <laughs> Let, let's make sure i don't just fall on my head over here yeah you know and uh, to you know make another big mistake so yeah um so far so good on that end and uh let the record show he knocked wood so uh, um so sandwiches so sandwiches yeah, yeah sandwiches, sandwiches. Yeah. so we went with the sandwiches yeah. and some square pies and again the gentleman I was telling you about earlier who just opened Jack's uh, Extra Fancy, he um, came up, you know, he, I have a good partnership with him. His name's Eric Rosestratton, and he is uh, a very good designer, and, I, you know, he, he's just brilliant. Mm-hmm. He's very good. He helped, you know, he helped out a lot here. This was also helped out with a lady named Tammy DeLeo, and Joe Ventura from Art Walk Tile had a big hand in this as well, but... Cotaletto was really just me telling Eric, well, this is what I think. And, and we have a good rapport, and he's very much able to um, take my words and turn them into a visual. Yeah. So, and he did a great job over there. Yeah. You know, it's a little cheeky, a little irreverent, kind of, you know, I think I described that I wanted, like, uh, social club meets grandma's basement. <laughs> that's, that's good. You know, and he's like, well, good. We're going to have Red for Micah then, and we're going to have timbre paneling, and... Some uh, Jerry Vale record uh, album covers, and it's perfect. You nailed it, kid. Man, you took a lot, a lot on between that and this all at the same time. I mean, that is. It's just man. how it. It's just how it. You know. Yeah, it's just how it happened. I didn't. Yeah, right. It's exactly how it happened. I didn't envision it that way. I didn't. Yeah. Well, they say life's what happens when you're busy making plans. Yeah. Well, life happens to me when I'm not really making plans. So. <laughs> It was. Uh, Can I ask you about being a leader? About about walking around here and being the guy in charge, right? Being a leader to me has been one of the biggest. Some challenges. days it's better than others. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But it's been the biggest challenge for me as as I've been able to grow my business. And I love to ask advice from people. You lead a team here every single night. Um, what 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 do you think makes a good leader? Well, I, I can only you know speak to what I I saw in other people that made me inspired me. You know, I think I think they have to know that you're with them. You're shoulder to shoulder. Mm-hmm. You're not, you know, sitting on a uh, like the tennis judges. You're not sitting on a chair, just kind of. I mean, sometimes there's that aspect to it where if you're a little higher up, you have a better view of things. But I think they need to know that you're 
willing to do it, whether it's getting in the kitchen, whether it's mopping the floor in this business. I think, you know, you could use these principles anywhere, but, you know, they, they I think it helps if they know that you you connect with them in that way. Yeah. Right. You don't see them as different than you. We're different, but we're the same in the sense that we're going to get through this together, whatever it is, whether it's good, whether it's bad, we're going to get through it together. Have you ever had to deal with, um, you know, somebody in your kitchen who maybe went a little rogue and you had to rein it in? I mean, yeah, there's times. I mean, you know, they go rogue in all kinds of ways. Yeah. You mean just in terms of the just a product dish, a dish starts to morph a little well, yeah. and you're going, yeah, hey. yeah, I don't, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm pretty good. Saying, well, let's let's yeah. let's dial that back in a little bit. And, yeah, you know, if you want to talk about a thought you have, we can talk about a thought you have. But. A, I don't want to hear it, and B, stop doing what you're doing. <laughs> if if you're if you are are you like Tony Galacy in the way that if one of your up and comers comes to you at three in the afternoon when you're doing prep or earlier in the morning or whenever and says, "Jay, you know, I really I was wondering if you could teach me For this." For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Do you enjoy that? I would tell the postman. Yeah. You know, doesn't have to be one of my guys. <laughs> yeah. The guy's dropping off mail and says, hey, what are you doing there? That's I've never thought. You say, yeah, come here. Let me show you. Yeah. You know, sure. I mean, that, that's I, I don't think that's one of my main strengths, unfortunately, um, not because I'm trying to hide anything or just I just think some people are I, I'm more of like a just watch what I'm doing mm-hmm. kind of guy. Are you, you a know. good teacher, do you think? or is No. It, no. I, I, well, I'm not sure. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah. I, I don't. I'm not. Like I said, I, I'm more like just kind of pay attention. Yeah. You know, how are if you, you ask me a question? I mean, obviously, I'm pretty verbal. I'm sitting here yakking my brains out with you. But a lot of times it's just just pay attention. Yeah. You know. What about in writing or designing a menu? I mean, um, so I, I imagine everything starts with you, starts in your head. Oh, yeah. At some point over the years, there has to have been a dish that didn't work, right? Sure. How do you know when... I might have one or two of them on now. <laughs> <laughs> how, how do you... I think it's always... In, I think it's very... Uh, a very they'll work and they skill. won't sell. Right. And so how do you gracefully just pivot and just kind of say, you know what? I was wrong. You just change I, the menu. You just kind of do it. You just change the menu. Okay. Yeah. And you'll know, like if you were to come in like once a week for like three weeks straight and you started noticing the same dish was unavailable, yeah. you'll know that it's, you know, next <laughs> menu it's out. You know, it's being replaced by, you know, we don't have that, you know, you know, the, the big, oh, that's sold out and we have, you know, it's uh, sold yeah. out tonight. Yeah, yeah. It's sold out. <laughs> so it's not selling at all and we, that's, we're not making it anymore, you yeah. know, is what that generally means. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, thank you so much for doing for sure. this. You, I, I just, I, I think the world of you. I hope you oh. know that i, I appreciate it paulie i just think you're really special I'm you're a big fan of yours too i don't i don't know that i deserve that oh of course you, you do oh oh actually i do have one more thing to ask you sure so it's clear to anybody who knows you and your family that there's a succession oh yeah plan going yeah, on yeah uh your son's back yeah there, your alex is fantastic and what i mean is there is there any formal conversation or are you like i'm not going anywhere motherfucker well, <laughs> no no i'm uh <laughs> i'm not going anywhere tomorrow but you know at some point yeah, one day. You know, I, uh, uh, I don't know. You know, to be honest with you, I feel great. Yeah. You know, I don't feel like I'm 56 years old. Yeah. You're, whatever, yeah, 56 is young. Whatever. Right. I think, I don't think it's old to begin with, but I mean, 
you know, there is kind of a, an attrition. There's a number, there's an age where you kind of, this gets hard to do. Yeah. You know, there's the, not so much the chef part or the owner part, but, you know, I still love to, I'm still on the line. Yeah, you're on your feet. A few weeks. You know, it's not yeah. that, but it's the memory and the being good at it. I've seen guys that get to a certain age and all of a sudden they just, it's hard. The multitasking is hard and the coordinating on the line is hard. Yeah. You know, and then they become prep cooks or something. But, yes, I do have the, um, we're very lucky to have, Alex is phenomenal. Like tonight, he'll or, or drive drive the car and i'll wander around a little bit and expedite a little bit and oh you need this you know i'm just kind of yeah you know like uncle leo wandering around looking for something to do yeah and then tomorrow night i'll be jacking you know back there hammering it out again yeah so um but yeah he's great my daughter nicole is fantastic and yeah. she's like uh you know they're both they're both exceptional in in the roles that they play here you're comfortable if you need a night off or if you have oh, to go yeah. somewhere like you're like this place is gonna run just absolutely great absolutely yeah absolutely some customers text me and tell me it was better when that wasn't there <laughs> so you know be like you know what we were there tonight you weren't there and it was better than it ever was before I was, great now i'm old fat and lazy at this point but i do remember you're from younger back, than me back in the, i, I do told remember me i wasn't old i think i'm 10 years older than you at least How well old i'm are fat you? i'm fat though How i'm 40 40 you're, you're powerfully built. Yeah, I'm powerfully built. 40. You're yeah. 16 years younger than me. I can me. load a 100-gallon kettle full of sauce pretty yeah, quickly. Yeah, you're I a strong think. kid, bro. I will tell you this. I am fat and out of shape, there's no doubt. But when it comes time to start putting stuff you're into a 100-gallon kettle. Dude. And you got to lift it up. Absolutely. And put it in there. I, I do run some of those 20-somethings I've seen around I've showed up people. to pick the sauce up before. I've yeah. seen it hauling yeah. things around. <laughs> yeah. Um, wait, what the hell? Oh, oh, I was going to talk about standing all day. Did you ever notice that somebody who's not used to it can't do it? And it's and have you ever had that happen where somebody, maybe it's like a sales rep who you're not super excited to hang out with so you just have them do a little prep and then you just kind of stand there and do your prep and make them stand and just make them stand with you and they can't do it for more you're than 15 very cool minutes. i never even thought about that but i will give it a shot now that you put that it in my head get rid of them. I will. they won't stand for more than 15 minutes they can't do it that's, that's you know you are you're immune for life you'll be able to stand for eight hours oh, with it yeah I, eight hours i could you know. yeah no those reps are in the car and at the desk man. yeah well that does that's hard the in and out and the, i mean you know think about it. if you're in and out all the time and yeah. you're driving for an hour and now you're tightening up and now you're, you know yeah okay the life of a rep is no bowl of cherries no no, no bowl of cherries my friend no oh thank you so much for absolutely doing this. i really appreciate it uh, who you like in the super bowl by the way this comes out right before the super bowl oh man um i think they're both good teams i think it's going to be a good game yeah i don't understand why everybody hates taylor swift i love but taylor i don't swift. think it's enough to make me pull for the chiefs uh -huh. i don't know i don't really care i'm just hoping for a good game i think they're both really they're well coached they're good teams they I, win i'm yeah. very controversial because i like I, I, of course, I like the Bills more than the Chiefs. Sure. The, however, well, you're a Browns guy. I'm a Browns guy. Yeah. Travis Kelsey's from Cleveland. Yeah. So you're, and yeah. last week when the Chiefs beat the Ravens, I'm the only person here that was happy with that because the Ravens are the old Browns. Right. So fuck them. Right. So the right. fact that a kid from Cleveland beat the old Browns. Right. I was on board with that, and I love Taylor Swift. Yeah. I. I what's she? Seems like a wonderful young lady. Right. Dude, she's freaking a, brilliant. She's right. a genius. So I, I don't really get the hate for her, but yeah. I don't want the Chiefs to turn into a patriot situation though yeah that's true you know they might already be there we, I mean, we're, we're getting close we're yeah. getting close but yeah i mean it's hard not you know i'm just want to see a good game and i hope whatever square i picked works out for me are you open i mean this comes out on sunday we're so gonna are you open? no we're gonna skip this sunday it's not a 
Not it, a good day for restaurants? No. I mean, it's... No. I mean... We're all home trying to make our own wings. Yeah, everybody's <laughs> home. I mean, it's just... It's not worth it. You know, uh, come here and do 20 dinners and... Yeah. It's just not not a thing. Any Close, let for, the staff uh, watch it and have a good time. Quick tip for making pizza at home. Pizza at home? Yeah. Well, what kind of pizza do you want to make? Uh, I, I would like to... I would like to... I don't, yeah, I don't need you, you to go make through... a round pizza? Do you want to make a pan pizza? Yes, let's talk about a pan pizza. You want to do a pan pizza? I mean, that's pretty simple and pretty easy for the home cook. Yeah? I, yeah. I cook mean, up a just, dough recipe? Look, you want it? Do you need a dough recipe? I mean, just make a dough. I, I just mean, Google dough. it? I don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I'm I, a sauce guy, not a dough I guy. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, dough's, <laughs> dough's pretty simple. I mean, I can make your life really easy. Yeah. And when you leave here. Uh-huh. Oh, you don't I, have to do I, could, well, I, like, I wrap up two dough balls for you. Oh, that might be actually kind of exciting. Right? I don't know if I can say no to that. I yeah, don't and then, you know, if you're going to make a pan pizza, you want them to have a little rise anyway. Yeah. Just keep them wrapped in your refrigerator. Take them out a little before you want them on Sunday. Press them into the pan. Almost like you made focaccia before. Yes. Okay. Just do that. So you're doing the same Pre- thing. Press it down in there. Press it down in there. And then load it with olive shit. oil. Brush it with olive oil. Put your toppings on it. Throw it in the oven. Enjoy. Like... It make it deep, like a deep dish type. Well, deal, it all. Uh, should I do that? I, I think I think like a, re- a standard, like say, uh, you know, like a standard restaurant. Okay. Type of uh, sheet tray. Okay. okay. Right. So a little deeper than a cookie sheet. I like uh, it. If you need the sheet tray, I'll give you a sheet. No, that's tray okay. Too. I don't. All I don't right. I can, we'll get this figured out <laughs> Thank for you. Thank you, Jay. Absolutely. Thanks for doing this. Absolutely. This has been a presentation of the Lunchable Podcast Network.